We're delving deeper into the world of mining and engineering. From the Coalface with Martin Creamer. Well, it's that time again on a Friday when Updated Noon presents another update from the Coalface with Martin Creamer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, Sakina. So, Martin, starting with this one this week, um, uh, UN Envoy this week urged South Africa to make use of the funding that is available for the energy transition. Yes, this is the United Nations Special Envoy on Climate Change Action and Finance, and that's Mark Carney. And he was very specific about the need for us to be specific And he's saying what we should do is come forward with specific projects. And we know that, you know, we've got power stations which are closing. We've got Kamati, we've got Camden, we've got Fruitflay, Arnott, Andrina. And that's about 17,000 megawatts. And he's saying come forward and we've got the funding. You know, they've got so many people backing this that they're looking to a total of $130 trillion. (laughs) They expect this to be spent (laughs) at a rate of about $5 trillion a year. And they're saying what they're looking for now is for countries to come forward and say, this is what we want you to fund. This is what's happening. This is how we're winding out of coal, or this is how we're winding out of oil or gas. And then they will examine that and fund what they call is the just transition so that you're putting a new setup into what was a coal-fired power station that might involve renewable energy, might involve agriculture, but what you're doing is you are going into the new era with clean energy, and at the same time, you're continuing to employ your people, and you're continuing to support the community. The Shell Foundation has also come forward and said, look, we want that community setup to be really well spelled out, and they're saying that you know you need entrepreneurs in the area to also become involved, not just the big project promoters, not just the big companies, but the medium-sized and smaller companies to be all part of the package so that you can make sure that what they call this just transition, the energy transition, uh, takes place in a way where you actually try and get more employment, you try and get a better economy, a more sustainable economy to come out of the change. And of course, at the back of it all is to make sure that we mitigate against climate change. Mm-hmm. And the T's and C's, Martin, hopefully is something we can talk about at a later stage. Now, mining yes. companies this week uh, committed themselves to full contracts and tax openness in order to try and combat corruption. Yes, you know, the lack of transparency, as we call it, is a curse. Openness is always a blessing. You know, you should be able to go in and say, well, tell us about that. Let us see the figures. And they're saying, you know, throughout the world, and this is not just Uh, the South African mining industry, we're talking here about the International Council on Mining and Metals. And of course, we have some very prominent members of that, you know, in South Africa, we've got the African Rainbow Minerals, we've got Anglo-American, Glencore, Sabanya, Anglo Gold, Goldfields, and many others that are members. And they have now committed themselves to opening their books and saying, this is the contract situation. This is what we paid for this contract. You can see where the money's gone. These are the taxes that we paid. You can see where that tax has gone to, to try and eliminate, 
you know, the, the corruption that takes place, not only in South Africa, but around the world. You've got this need for transparency. <clears throat> and you've also got, you know, the Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative, an organization that addresses key governance when it comes to mining. They are working with the International Council on Mining and Metals. They are backing them because they normally deal with countries. So if you get a country then to commit to being open, you, you then get them the uh, the country as well to come into it. So you get full transparency. And then finally, Martin, exploration geologists uh, this week were urging South Africa to unlock its amazing jewel box of mineral deposits. And, you know, this is what some of the most experienced geologists in the world and in South Africa we, that we have here, we're lucky to have this expertise. That's how they refer to our mineral deposits as an amazing jewel box. And so it was pleasing that uh, the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy, Gwedi Mantash, again uh, yesterday referred to this strategy that is now fairly imminent, the exploration strategy that they want to release for public comment. Uh, we wish it wouldn't take that amount of time, but obviously there's going to be more time needed as the public comment on this. But what he wants to try and attract into South Africa that is at least 5% of global exploration uh, investment, which will be like 8 billion rand, 8 billion dollars we're talking about a year to, to come into this, what people are describing as an amazing jewel box of mineral deposits. Now, we haven't really looked at all the, the new minerals that are needed, the, the critical metals, uh, lithiums and the rare earths and uh, you know all the other metals that are really in huge demand. And we could quickly find out what we've got with the new technology. So hopefully this exploration debate will reach a climax next year so that we can draw in this capital investment which will create jobs and bring ultimately mining and then foreign investment and foreign exchange. We'll leave it there for this week. Thanks, Martin Kremer, Publishing Editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. And Martin will be back with another edition of At The Coalface, same time next Friday.